0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Illinois Family Action. I'm Dave Smith, the executive director, and I am thrilled to have candidate... Former senator, state senator Darren Bailey on the line with me here today in the video uh, to, to interview him. He is running for the 12th Congressional District nomination, Republican nomination, to represent Southern Illinois in Congress. Maybe send some reinforcements up to Mike Johnson, our new Speaker of the House and to encourage him and to help him steadfast. And Mary Miller, of course, uh, reinforce Mary Miller, and uh, you'll probably be invited right away to the Freedom Caucus. I don't know if you've already heard, but anyway, that's good. Today, I just want to talk to you about the number one issue that we've been harping on at the Illinois Family Action at least a year now, maybe two years now, and that's the open borders. We have open borders with Mexico, and we're getting the whole world coming to us. Literally tens of thousands of people, sometimes every day, coming across the border. As Governor Pritzker wrote to a letter to President Biden, uh, it's untenable. The difference is Pritzker was asking for federal dollars to accommodate all these people instead of asking for the federal government to do its job and shut down the border, right? So that's a big difference. But I wanted to talk to you about all these problems that are going on. I'm sure you would support H.R. 2 that has already passed the House and it is pending in the U.S. Senate. Of course, Schumer is not going to call it. But this would secure the border with finishing the wall and providing more border securities and demanding uh, that they don't process the, the immigrants as they come over, because that's the goal of the, the current administration, but to stay in Mexico until you're vetted. So, Darren, give me an overall, what is your take on the border crisis?
2: Well, as you suggest, the border crisis is the number one threat to our nation. I believe it was Abraham Lincoln quoted as saying, you know, if we falter and lose our freedoms, it won't be because some outside uh, force came across and and overtook us, but it will be because we faltered and lost it inside of our nation. So. The irony is you really have both things happening. You have this invasion. We're allowing people coming in undocumented. Never before in history has this been allowed. And uh, yes, we are at threat. Uh, Regarding HR2, yes, I am for anything. One thing that I'm going to be fighting for is single issue bills. No attachments. Amen. Bills must be directed. They must be very simple. They're for one point. No money to Ukraine, no outside, nothing else being sent. Stop all of that. This is what this bill is about. This bill is stopping. You want to talk about uh, the processing. My opponent touts his service on the Veterans Administration. Uh, Interestingly enough, three weeks ago, I received the endorsement of Veterans for Trump. But for the last two years, my opponent has served as chair of the VA committee the last eight years he has been on that committee because he himself is a veteran. Well, the news that popped up in December showed us that for the last few years money has been directed from the VA to process illegal immigrants on the border. You're kidding millions of dollars all'll I'll share that story with you when you so get wait so,
1: so you're telling me that the immigrants we're inviting into this country are more of a priority to this current administration than our veterans?
2: That's exactly what I guess uh, my opponent is saying, because that is what his actions are showing. So his we committee a, okayed that? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and sure. now now that it's made news, everybody's backing up, oh gosh, government is so big, we didn't know that. No, 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 it sets on his head and his That's alone. Right. That's right. I'm gonna tell you, when I'm in his backyard, uh, down in Williamson and Jackson County where the uh, where the uh, VA uh, hospital is at veterans are coming up all the time to me you know when men and women sign up serving our country hey we got you we're taking care of you and now uh now all of a sudden their prescriptions only a third of them are being paid for they have to take care of them you know from there on out so so tight ty- that's the most recent appalling news regarding processing immigrants. People think, well, is this really happening? Yes, it's happening. Your tax dollars are paying for it, and our veterans are suffering from it. So literally, in many ways, but I've seen videos of the uh, truck convoys, you know, supporting uh, Palestinians, and and uh, oh, where did all Hamas, these people come yeah. from? We don't know.
1: Well, we you know, having I, I had problem I, several I, years ago. I just wonder, is is Congressman Bost, have I missed it? has he has he thrown a rant in the u s. Congress about what's going on on our southern border? Has he thrown up some bills uh, on the floor? flyered the whole place? Has he uh, been a- a- animate on this issue at all?
2: Oh, he's still in rants, but his rants have been directed towards Matt Gates and Mary Miller. You probably oh, read oh. here uh, several months ago during the uh, during the search for a uh, a new speaker. Uh, when they were in caucus, when they came out, news was leaked that uh, he went over and basically threatened to pick a fight with Matt Gates. Uh, he has had his finger in Miller, Mary Miller's face continuously, telling her what an embarrassment uh, she is because she's wow. not playing this game. You know, and, and like I said, yes, we're talking about the open border crisis. You know, we've been aware of this, David, for how long? Since at least 2016, when President Trump came on and said, "Build the wall." Why do we need to continue to pay millions of dollars of taxpayer-funded money to send our our elected officials to the border when when we already know what the problem is? Park your butts in D.C., get to work, and get the job done. But no, we went the first entire eight months of 2023 passing bills that would never pass the Senate when the one priority of government is to pass a budget and now we're being told it's probably our third CR. It's going to be another year. So, okay, I'm getting off the subject. we really tie it together, David, because the ultimate failure of government in Illinois and in our nation is failed, weak need Republicans.
1: Amen. I, I, I don't disagree with you. It's the establishment, people who have been there far too long, whether it's in in Springfield or in Washington, D.C., or both in in the case of your opponent, he's a career politician, so uh, he's just very comfortable, and, and he wants to uphold the status quo, and that's why he's so upset with Matt Gates and and Mary Miller, probably Speaker Johnson, and of course you. But let me let me ask you some questions. I've got a list here yep. right next to me, but I wanted to start with uh, Greg Abbott and what he's doing in response to the U.S. Supreme Court saying, "Hey, you can't um, you can't keep." building this quasi wall with these containers and the and the razor wire uh, because it's federal parkland. And he says, nope, we're going to keep going. He's doubled down. What's your thoughts about, you know, the supremacy of the federal government versus states' rights?
2: God bless Texas and God bless <laughs> Greg Abbott. And it's about the same thing that I'm doing for Pritzker when I'm going to standing forward and showing him my uh, AR-15s and saying, buddy. You have no right at all to force me to register these things. So it's time for people to stand and push back against this nonsense, or we will lose our freedoms. So yes, well, we
1: are losing. We are losing our freedoms. The government is emboldened, and we need, like you say, to stand. And we've got. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, turnout, election turnout, in a minute. But um, I want to get your take also about the, the the border crisis is more than just all these people coming across. And let me just say. The vast majority are probably coming just for a better life, for opportunities to work hard. And God bless them. I understand that. But there's a process. You know, I'm married to an immigrant. She came here the right way. Her mother came here the right way five years after we initially applied. Five years, all right? And thousands of dollars in, in you know, federal fees to, to pay the courts and pay the INS and all this stuff. I'm, I'm ranting. But the, the border crisis is also presenting a whole host of other problems. And I want to go kind of tick through them one by one, including human trafficking, sex trafficking. There are kids missing, right, that the federal government cannot find. What in the world about this human trafficking? Shouldn't that be the most concerning aspect of this for Christian conservatives? It should be, and no one's
2: talking about it because I don't think anyone believes that it's happening. Oh, it might be happening in other countries. God bless the producers of the Sound of Freedom. But my our uh, Cindy and I daughter Abigail went to Cambodia on a mission trip about uh, ten years ago with Rafa House, and and uh, then then so our awareness was arisen uh, it's to the as to the problem. Period. We really didn't understand it. Uh, okay, but that's over in other countries, right? Third world countries. Well. Uh, shortly on the heels of that uh Super Bowl uh what I don't remember what it was about six years ago in Indianapolis then we discovered right here in America Super Bowl week is the largest exposition of sex trafficking in the world it's Our unbelievable. Truck stops on the or the trucks parked along the it is a problem i used to say it when i was in junior high and and eat cereal and look on the, all the missing names on the on the milk cartons and i wondered where in the world are these people gone why can't they find them this has been this has been a cancer in society that we have allowed because it's it's a dirty secret we can't believe it we don't want to talk about it it is time for government to get serious about it and protect our children
1: that's right you know it's in, in human trafficking is not just sex trafficking though that's alarming, but it's also labor. you know they're they're trafficking for labor, putting people to work. So I've read that the slave trade is more prominent in the world today than it was back in the 1850s when our nation went to you know fought we divide it in civil war over the issue of slavery. Where are the liberals? Where are the wokists? Where are they screaming about this? We've got to end modern day slavery, AKA human trafficking. Where are they?
2: Right. Yeah. Let's build some more battery, Chinese owned battery plants in, in the state of Illinois because that right. lithium is being mined by slave labor. The right. ground that the, the natural resources of of Argentina and Africa are being raped and pillaged, <laughs> and nobody wants to talk about
1: it. And I, and I bet Governor Governor Pritzker, if he drinks coffee, is is sipping on some fair trade coffee. But then he brings in this battery plant in Manteno, Illinois, and of course, like you point out, you know, this is a Chinese-owned company who enslaves people to make this uh, these batteries. Horrible, horrible. Maybe it'd
2: make a difference if he had millions of dollars of stock in some of these countries I, or some of these uh, companies. I don't know, as he sips on his uh, fair, trade coffee. Coffee. <laughs>
1: fair, fair trade coffee, fair trade. Uh, all right. Let me ask you about the deadly drugs that are coming across. You know, that uh, overdoses are spiking since uh, for the last three years, our kids are being addicted or, you know, actually it's just not limited to kids. The fentanyl that's coming across the border can kill every American. I, If I remember three times over something like that, and, and yet the Biden administration doesn't care. J.B. Pritzker doesn't seem to care. In fact, hey, give me more money so I can deal with this. This is a big deal, is it not?
2: No, this is a big deal. You're on your second row, slave labor, sex yeah. trade, and now drugs, exactly. which are, could be stopped or prevented or slowed down by closing the border. That's how That's big right. this problem is we've got prison workers here in Illinois literally scared to death because when these letters sometimes letters come in and they're laced with fentanyl and just the amount of what they're laced with if they are touched by bare hands uh, you know they could they could kill the person and and we're trying to get it to where you we could you stop there's no reason for these letters to come in make them send emails and that way it, that could even be monitored so well-
1: Do you you remember seeing, I don't know if you've watched this, there's a video that was going around viral of a female police officer who was searching a backpack after they pulled over a car, and she just got a whiff of the fentanyl, and she went down, overdosed. Then got her partner, was able to run to the car, get some Narcan, come over, gave her some Narcan, she revived, but then went out again. He had to do that three times before the ambulance arrived uh, and took her away. uh, Could you imagine just the whiff? Some people are that that susceptible to it. And then there's others who are very susceptible to the addictions that all these drugs are, are bringing in. You could even say slaves to addiction, right? So we've got right. two, slavery, human trafficking, deadly drugs. And then I want I ask you, who's behind the deadly drugs? The MS-13 cartels, MS-13 would be one gang. And then all these other cartels, I, I don't even know uh, the names of most of them, uh, but they're operating and making gobs of money on the human trafficking and on the drug trafficking your thoughts
2: what elected officials are out there talking about this think about it people aren't my my opponent certainly isn't wanting to talk about it he's wanting to talk about you know all the all the good fluffy stuff these are problems that we must be dealing with we must expect and yeah. demand That the men and women serving in public office as a state representative, even down on the county level, a state senator, a U.S. congresswoman or man, and a a U.S. senator. This is what we should be focused on, stopping it all, you know, stopping this. And the number one biggest preventative measure is closing that border immediately now.
1: Amen. Well, I don't know uh, if most of the people listening to this have, have heard about this story, but some FBI retired executives have sent a letter to Speaker Johnson and to um, Senate President Schumer saying, We're concerned about these open borders. I'm just going to read one line. It says, In its modern history, this is a letter from them to the leaders of the Congress. In its modern history, the U.S. has never suffered an invasion of the homeland and yet, One is unfolding now. And that brings up, and and the letter talks about all these Chinese males, fighting age males coming across the border, unchecked, unvetted. These are possible CCP soldiers. What are we doing, Darren? What are we doing?
2: Well, God bless those men and women that spoke up and spoke out because that's what you know, everyone is afraid of losing a job. Everyone is afraid of not getting reelected. So everyone, people stay silent. And it's time for all of us to speak up and say enough is enough. And, and we can do that through elections. We have the opportunity of a lifetime. And on and, and March 19th in the primary, and then this fall, the opportunity 2024 is the PIP, 2024 is it. I'm not. I don't expect that I'm going to be saying again that 2026 is the most you know important election ever. This it's been culminating for the last 50 years. We're here. We're there. We have the opportunity. It's it's make or break time uh, to, to stop this nonsense.
1: Hey, Darren, you, you're you're absolutely right. We we we've got to stand up and we've got to speak out. We got to squawk is the word I use. Squawk, yep. Yep. squawk loudly. And, you know, every week I do send um, I go to the whitehouse.gov website and I contact the president and I send a, a strongly worded, kindly worded. And I tell him I'm praying and I am praying for him, by the way. Uh, but I I, I send us, you know, you've got to shut the border down. And I do that to my Congress critter as well. And I do it every week. Now, some people roll their eyes and say, oh, Dave, it's useless. They're not going to pay attention. But what if 10,000 Illinoisans did that? every single week? What if 20,000? Do you think they may sit up and take notice and say, boy, people are not tolerating this, uh, our nonsense anymore. But, you know, seriously, we the people. When are we going to take that seriously, Darren?
2: Well, I think it's starting. I think that to thank you to your endorsement, way back in 2017. That's what I love about you guys, David. Your organization, you're not shy, you're not bashful, you're not, uh, you know, my my opponent has received several pro-life endorsements already. And I've reached out to those pro-life organizations and I said, what on earth are you doing? This man votes for every national budget that sends $500 million to Planned Parenthood. This man stood up. And spoke for the defense bill two years ago that added RU 486 free of charge on all of our military bases. While Mary Miller stood up and said, I'm not voting for this defense bill because of that very reason. And she was chastised uh, by people for doing that. So there's a grassroots movement. It is beginning, it is happening. It's, it, 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 it's beginning to swell. But if we get real about, uh, about our and, and, and speak truth and we stand and we're not wavered, yeah. That's why I believe this year, 2024, is, is going to be so important.
1: I don't want to glance over that real quick. Just just FYI, Illinois Family Action uh, is very troubled that Mike Bost voted for $500 million for Planned Parenthood a few years ago. We took him to task. We wrote him a letter saying, we can't consider you pro-life if you vote like this. He's never apologized, never apologized for funding Planned Parenthood, and that is very disturbing. All right, let me let me move on real quick. So next to the CCP soldiers coming in, we've got possible Islamic jihadists coming in with terror cells. And of course, the media will never tell us sometimes if these attacks are motivated uh, by the caliphate. W- what's your level of concern about that, Darren?
2: What I'm seeing, especially after the, uh, the problems in Israel, the attack yeah. On Israel we began to see for the first time in all of our major cities even in Chicago these protests with thousands thousands of of people and 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 the press will say oh no that's just far left Democrats showing up and no no these are I truly believe these are insurgents from the border. And uh, we, could, because we have no idea, we've heard there's possible training camps in this country, and no one is doing anything about it. Our president, the the people in charge, are saying, no. you know, just ignore it. It's not. It's, it's like everything else. It's not happening.
1: Well, we know that we have communities in, in Minnesota of yes. uh, Somalis that are Muslim. We know we have communities in Detroit or the Detroit area, uh, Dearborn, Michigan, that are heavily Muslim. And they're, from what I remember reading, is uh, no-go zones, where uh, Islamic law rules the day. You know, the local police, the local sheriff, they're not welcome. We will take care of it in, internally uh, and that um is is very disturbing because they're replacing our rule of law with their own
2: and that is why cindy and i believe that the mission field of government is still our calling and that is exactly what i am going to be standing up and speaking against on day one once elected
1: now there's also a lesser degree of concern about these other things but but they're still concerning how about the diseases that some of these uh, immigrants are bringing into our country, these foreign nationals? Uh, I just read recently that Florida now has a bunch of cases of leprosy. What in the world? Leprosy? Isn't that a third world country problem?
2: Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, you know that used to be one of the prime reasons for at least vetting uh, people to coming into this nation. Uh, You know, we know that in Ellis Island, many people were held for days, sometimes they were weeks, months, sometimes they were turned back, and and uh, yeah, we are just uh, our government today is allowing anyone and everything to come across. So you're you're right. I mean, we are at danger in more ways than one.
1: The taxpayer burdens, I've been reading up here in the Chicagoland area, uh, how much this is going to be costing taxpayers. You know, it's not just the hundreds of millions. Now we're talking about billions of dollars feeding, housing, clothing, all these foreign nationals. And yet we have veterans and other homeless people on the street for decades and um, we've closed down our mental health institutions because, well, that's not that important. And now they're out on our streets. Holy smokes, Darren, where's our priorities?
2: Well, it, and, it, and it is that real. And I, uh, was you're having that conversation, I need to connect you with a couple of my uh, campaign volunteers in the suburbs and even in DuPage County who are living with uh, neighbors on both sides. The houses are paid for and rented by. We're having trouble finding out if it's state or federal. Two houses filled with a uh, 10, 12 plus illegal aliens. So God bless uh, the family. Because they have uh, the family that's living there in the middle, uh, they've turned this into a ministry project. So they're they at first they were very angered and frustrated. Then they realized that so they began to reach out and befriend these people. Anyone old enough uh, for to drive has received an Illinois driver's license. Uh, the grandmother pulled in uh, a couple weeks ago with a uh, a brand new Honda SUV, and the neighbors went over and asked him, "Well, where'd you?" know? it's Chase Bank. It's a government program where these are all." undocumented people living here. So uh, it is unfolding. The health care
1: is free. They've got everything. So Darren, I have to ask you. So so in this age where we get to redefine everything, can I redefine my uh, citizen status to immigrant and go get my well, a new car? I mean, I'm driving a 2010 vehicle, you know?
2: I'm actually, so I'm working with people even though, and I'm, uh, you know, unfortunately they've reached out to my opponent's uh, office, even here in our area and not getting any help. I've redirected some of them to Mary Miller's and some other offices to help, but people who are, are literally here trying to gain their citizen status. And, and the sad answer is, uh, you need to go down to Texas, cross the border, and come back, and everything will be fine. <laughs> That's, that, that is sad. That is sad.
1: Uh, this is lunacy, but on a serious note, when you're talking about turning this into a missionary or ministry to an outreach, um, I'm glad you said that because uh, as Christians, uh, we've often funded foreign missionaries to go and, and bring the gospel message, the good news uh, to people in third world countries. But you know what? The world's coming to us now. So we all have an opportunity. Uh, It's not their fault that they're here. I mean, yeah, they've made a decision to come. But our open borders, all right, are are, are the reason why they're coming. So to be able to give them the gospel message, because that is the most important thing, uh, and maybe even disciple them as they go, as they learn. Um, I know people who have come to America uh, as new Christians because they've read Gospel track. They wanted just, they only wanted to practice their English with a missionary or practice their reading of English on that track. And because they were practicing, they came to know the truth. So um, we have opportunities here, which every christian should be looking for and anyway all right so it's
2: well, it interesting that mayor johnson in chicago uh, he's given up on all you know the taxpayer funded money and, and last week he issued a statement that he is going to start engaging churches wonder where you got that idea in chicago to start engaging churches and and social groups to start helping and working uh, with uh, with this need and, and you're exactly right it's uh, these people need they must be vetted in time, and I'm sure many of them will be sent out. But uh, we we know the reality that all of them aren't going to be, you know, deported. And and yes, we have an amazing the mission field today is here.
1: It's we Don't here. ignore
3: the foreign field, but it is here.
1: We don't have to go to them; they're coming to us.
3: After a brief timeout, IFA's David Smith and State Senator Darren Bailey will discuss the upcoming elections. Our culture is telling men not to be men. It's a toxic war against masculinity. Join the Illinois Family Institute, Pastor Miles Holmes, Dr. Scott Lively, and best-selling author Nancy Piercy for the recovering Biblical Manhood Worldview Conference, Saturday, March 2nd at the Village Church of Barrington. To attend, click events at illinoisfamily.org.
1: Society seems to punish men these days just for being men.
3: Recovering Biblical Manhood, strategies good for men and good for their families.
2: We're not going to get a better group of men until we get a better group of fathers, fathers who are willing to really stick it out.
3: The IFI Recovering Biblical Manhood Worldview Conference, 10 a.m. Saturday, March 2nd at the Village Church of Barrington. Click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org.
0: With a one minute look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stonestreet with The Point. 2024 could see the expansion of so-called medical aid and dying in the U.S., 10 states, plus Washington, D.C., already have legalized medically-assisted suicide, and just last month, a so-called death with dignity bill was introduced in Virginia, making it one of 17 states considering similar legislation. Now, proponents claim that made honors dignity by allowing, quote, people who are used to being in control of their lives to make decisions at the end of life. In reality, however, doctors and relations sidestep the duty to care that human dignity demands. In fact, even the adoption of this Canadian wording, medical aid, and dying should alarm us. Of the many euphemism used for this deadly practice, this one's the most deceptive. MAID is neither medical nor is it assistance and dying. It's not about healing or comfort, nor is it about assisting someone as they suffer. In fact, in 2022, MAID was the fifth leading cause of death in Canada. 4.1% of all deaths there, and we do not want that to expand here. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Let's continue the
3: conversation between David Smith, executive director of Illinois Family Action, and state senator Darren Bailey. Senator Bailey is seeking the Republican nomination in the 12th district congressional race.
1: Let's talk about March 19th and then, of course, November 2024. Is there going to be a good turnout, number one, in March? You know, Republicans don't necessarily always come out. Conservative Christian voters don't always come out for the primary. And will there be a backlash in November? So take that two part question and run with it. I think in
2: Illinois, uh, there will be. There is some danger that if uh, President Trump, you know, just gains here in after North Carolina after if he uh, I'm sorry South Carolina if he just completely uh, picks up the uh, the nomination and everyone else falls out then you know people uh, you know it's tempting that people might not show up however, uh, probably the biggest reason for people to show up is, is our illustrious Illinois Republican Party that can't really figure out the same where they land with what candidates. They've come out recently said, we're not going to make any endorsements. Uh, and in all reality, you know, they supported DeSantis. Now they're supporting uh, Haley, the upper echelon. So I think there's still a lot of a reason that people will show up and vote, you know, down here in southern, in southern counties. I can't imagine what's taken. Well, I think they figured that out in most northern counties several years ago. But we've got We've got lifelong Democrats uh, who have are running on the Republican ticket uh, with teacher union support, running for state's attorneys, running for county clerks. Think about that election fraud and all this, uh, you know, uh, enforcing of some of these gun laws. So I feel confident that by the time November rolls around. Uh, I think what we're seeing already with this immigration crisis, people are fed up. They know that Joe Biden, they know that J.B. Pritzker, they know that Brandon Johnson have massively, massively failed. And I think by the time uh, November rolls around, tax implications, you know, Joe Biden's already said he's going to raise, increase income taxes to help supplement Social Security. So You know, I've said from day one, we in government have everything that we need. We just need to reprioritize the spending. But over the last 50 years, government just continues to bloat and grow out of control because people feel happy about getting their name on the bill. You see a mental health problem. Well, let's just throw some more money. Let's create a new institution. No, people don't even know where to go to get mental health uh, uh, far and wide. Let's focus on the basics. Let's get our country healthy again. Let's get our border closed. Get ourselves secured. Get our build our military up, and uh, let's uh, make America great again. And I think that will happen in November.
1: Amen. Well, well stay tuned. We'll find out. Uh, you know, all these cases that are pending against Donald Trump, they're they're throwing everything at him and the kitchen sink. Uh, to try to make it stick. And all it's doing is causing Republicans, conservatives, even middle-of-the-roaders to rally around Trump, right? right. Uh, to circle right. the wagons right. and say, all right, if you're doing that, then there's got to be something to this guy. You know, I, I heard that the Wall Street Journal put out an op-ed saying that uh, Donald Trump, if he's elected uh, president, will be immediately a lame duck president uh, mm-hmm. and then will not have uh, the the sway or the... Um, because he's not gonna be able to be reelected. He's not gonna have the power he did back in 2016 when he was elected. To me, I think that's foolish and short-sighted because every single rally he holds, people just wanna come and hear him. They are standing room only crowds. Do you really think that kind of following is gonna wane just because he's elected? No, I think it will grow. His legend will grow and and just like all the candidates, uh, Republican candidates, they want his endorsement. Do you think that's going to change in four years from now? They're going to want well, his endorsement in four years or two years and then four years. Yeah.
2: If if my opponent is allowed to prevail, uh, I could see that happening. I mean, David, my opponent was congressman the four years that President Trump was in office. My opponent supported John Kasich in the 2016 primary. And then when John Kasich didn't win, he boycotted the, the, the GOP, a convention. And then in 2020, a congress a sitting congressperson just has to say, I want to be a delegate. And they are automatically a delegate. He was not a delegate for anything in 2020. I was an alternate Trump delegate. But now it's become popular. Do you think that my opponent was in Adams County when President Trump came to uh, Illinois on June 25th? You tell me. No, he was nowhere to be found. So if we allow President Trump's biggest problem in his presidency was the simple fact that Republicans were more interested, weak Republicans like my opponent were more interested in their agenda. They were were scared to death that if they got too much behind President Trump, they wouldn't get reelected. My opponent is quoted as saying that in my district. If we elect bold and courageous leadership, President Trump, I've had many conversations with that man. People come and ask me all the time, what's it like and I'm going to stand here and boldly and confidently tell you that man is is an, is an amazing man to have a conversation with him he's looking you in the eyes he gives you his attention he loves his country he loves his wife he loves his family that what this smear and all this so, junk, would,
1: would it be nice to have somebody in the White House and in your in the, the 12th congressional seat who isn't always putting their finger up uh, and, and measuring the wind um, that's the problem. Yep. So and then, of course, Biden is is not necessarily checking the wind of the American people, only of the woke left wing. That's all he cares about. Um, And it it is amazing to me that a moderate Democrat who served in the U.S. Senate has become such a left wing woke uh, activist in the White House. And it's it's quite scary. We cannot have four more years of Joe Biden at all, or his policies, or whoever is pulling his strings behind the curtain, you know. I don't.
2: I don't believe we will, David. I believe when November comes around, I believe uh, there will be a change of some sort. I say don't rule out J.B. Pritzker. Uh, J.B. Pritzker, Gavin Newsom. J.B.'s got the money. Don't rule him out. The governorship is term limited. People, a lot of people don't realize that he will not be running for governor again. Number one, number two, we're hearing rumors and about uh, Durban Wait a minute, uh, step- you're saying Newsom, Newsom or
1: um, Pritzker is limited.
2: Well, Pritzker is limited. I do not know about California. This you I think they're limited as well. I
1: think they're okay. limited as well. So,
2: But you're now hearing talk and, and rumors and a little bit of rumblings about to Dick Durbin uh, stepping down soon, not running for a re-election or stepping down. People need to realize and people don't understand that the governor replaces him right, right. He, and... and the governor can replace him with himself. Of course. keep that in mind. Of course. And, the, and, a lot of, and a lot of people forget the Blagojevich uh, Pritzker tapes. That's uh, right. Many, many, a long time it's, ago. It's
1: bleeping golden, remember? <laughs>
2: yep, yep, yep.
1: Oh, what Literally a mess. Bleep. What a mess, right? All right, well, listen, I want to wrap this up by asking you simple, some simple questions. How can Christians pray for you, Darren Bailey?
2: Wow. Uh, continue to pray for protection and strength here's the deal. I've got a good friend that's a state's attorney. And, and I was talking to him the other day and he told me, he said, Darren, I'm, 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 made it with cancer. I just found out. And I said, wow. I said, how can I pray for you? And I was astounded. This man's a strong man of God. And he said, well, he said, don't pray for healing because I'm trusting God that that'll happen. Pray that I will get out of this journey. What God wants me to receive.
1: Oh, wow. And that was
2: powerful. I, I, I've really, I've just been thinking, so, so l- pray l- that l- God's will l- would be done in our life and the movement and those who we talk to and those who come around us. That's why we ask.
1: Yes. Amen to that in the process, which is, you know, nobody knows how difficult it is to run for any elected office, but, you know, you ran for the whole state of Illinois and now you're running for a whole section of Southern Illinois. It's trying and challenging, I am sure. But let me just uh, ex- take that, what you just said about his comments and apply it to what some in Illinois want to do with assisted suicide. They want to introduce Springfield, legalize s- assisted suicide, medical uh, doctor-assisted suicide. And again, as Christians, what you just said is God is using the situation that we're in, no matter if it's terminal or what, uh, the pain to teach us something, to grow us, to sanctify us. Maybe not just us, maybe those around us too. It's... Never right to question God in that, in his will, his perfect will. So, all right, let me ask you this. How can we be praying for Mike Johnson as Speaker of the House?
2: Pray for boldness and courage and pray that he hear the truth because I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, He's wavering and I'm not happy about that. And he's wavering because all the pressures that come around him, I faced that before. People ask me all the time, well, how do we know you won't go to D.C. and and just fall in line? Well, I've got four years of some pretty solid actions to show that I won't. Plus, I got a wife behind me that'll slap me upside the head if I do. (laughs) So, uh, So pray for strength. I do believe that man's core value. He's got it. But already in some of the uh, suggestions that I've heard from him, I hear and I see compromise. Well,
1: the fact that he passed that co- continual resolution without standing strong on the border was very disappointing to see. Yes. But yeah, yes. we need we need to pray for him, like you said, for boldness. I like that and that he won't waver. And then finally, Darren, how do we pray for our nation? How do we pray for our nation?
2: We pray for the people. It's always about the people. November 8th as by and large, and I know most of the listeners here are going to say, wait a minute, every time I say this, well, I voted, 45% of registered voters showed up. There are only 70% of of eligible voters who are registered. So when you say that 45%, you've got about a a 30% of the population that is is swaying. So are you saying
1: that over in 2022, only 45% of Illinois registered voters came out to vote? Yes.
2: Yeah. So that's why when AP called the race, it, when we decided to run for governor, we had solid, the the, informa- the data shows that if 60%, 60% is the threshold, I'm not talking about majorities, 60%, 60% turnout is the threshold. If we would have a 60% threshold, people like us would win. And it's like a no
1: brainer, man, we're going to have us, everybody's going to vote. By, by not showing up, we're handing over the reins of government to humanists and atheists and, and Marxists, right. aren't we? Right. And I
2: hear it every day people feel like they're rebelling against the system, you know, Chicago, it's rigged, my vote doesn't count, and they're just not voting. So you you are exactly right. When Ben Franklin walked out of Independence Hall and the lady asked him what it, what, it, what you guys that's been doing? He said right. we've given you a republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. Our men and women who serve our country, they serve to protect our freedoms. I've said this from day one and and it, but it's up to us to uphold those by simply voting. So when AP called that race at 659, we were, Cindy and I were shocked. Our team called AP and said, what are you, what what are you doing? We know you didn't do exit polls. They said, no, we didn't, but we've got certain precincts that we monitor from opening to noon and your turnout is very, very weak. They knew it.
1: Wow. Wow. Is that amazing? Would you encourage folks to take advantage of early voting, Darren?
2: Oh yes. Get your vote in. It's, I hear way too many people, you know, Somebody got sick. They had to move out. They had to run out of state for something. They were on vacation and forgot. I'm going to be voting early. Get your vote in early. It is secure. Get out there. And early voting... And, and especially our mail-in voting. You know, there's a purpose for mail-in voting, and it's for the people that literally physically can't get to the polls. I look forward to the day when we can cleanse this and make it right, but uh, there is a legitimate reason for both, and don't just scorn it and say, who knows? You may have an ice storm, may have something crazy happen on election day. Get your vote in ASAP. And from what I understand, if you get your vote in early,
1: there's no way somebody else can
2: vote for it. That you. is correct. Thank you very much. No, it is I have checked it, looked at it, tested it. It is safe. We need a national voter ID law, Darren. Would you agree? Yes, we do. We need voter ID added to our driver's license or a simple card. Serving in this, in the House and in the Senate, I told people I said I am against increased spending, but that is one area for a five-dollar card. It costs five dollars to go to Secretary of State's office and get an ID card for your minors give it to everybody, give them the driver's license card, make it free. That would be the best investment uh, for our future and security that we could make.
1: Thank you. Well, listen, I've, I've taken enough of your time. I know that you need to get out on the road and do your meetings and campaigning and shake some hands and kiss some babies. So (laughs) I just thank you for your time. And I just want to encourage everyone listening here. Please pray. Uh, Scripture tells us repeatedly to pray, to pray fervently, uh, to pray for the King because God can change hearts. I don't get it. I don't understand how we, in our prayers, can persuade a holy and sovereign God. But he tells us to do it. So let's do it. And let's pray. And like the widow who kept going to the judge, pursuing the judge, pursuing the judge in the Old Testament, finally wore him him down and said, okay, you get what you want. That's the parable Jesus tells us about our prayers. Keep wearing God down. He wants us to come to him in prayer, so please pray for Darren. Pray for Mary Miller. Pray for the Freedom Caucus. Pray for Mike Johnson. Okay, and yes, pray for J. J. B. Pritzker. Pray for Joe Biden. One of those prayers can be that they retire early, so I mean, <laughs> and and go home and, and relax and stop making public policy for the rest of us. Anyway, but let's pray for their salvation because every human being needs to know. Who Jesus is what he did on the cross for all of us right and we have the choice of whether to accept that or we can be like the rich young ruler and say you know my stuff here that I'm enjoying now for 80 years is more important than eternity with you in heaven that's foolish right we don't want to do that so people don't know that and so anyway <laughs> I'm rambling please pray with that said thank you so so much for joining us May God bless you. May God bless Illinois and the United States of America.
2: Thank you very much. Go to BaileyForIllinois.com or our Facebook page and join us and follow us. And uh, I heard you say the word choice a few times. Don't forget about school choice. President Trump has promised he will institute a voucher, work to institute a voucher program so that all families have the choice of where they want to send their kids to school. And thank you for good soil, good seed programs. And I think it's still got a future. So thank you. Amen.
1: Absolutely. All right, Darren, thank you so much. God bless.
3: David Smith, the Executive Director of Illinois Family Action, and State Senator Darren Bailey. Senator Bailey is seeking the Republican nomination in the 12th District Congressional Race. You can find out more about his campaign at baileyforillinois.com. Be sure to visit IllinoisFamilyAction.org for voter resources, including an online version of the IFI Nonpartisan Voter Guide. You can also go there to order printed copies of the guide. Thanks
0: for listening. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback@ifiaction.org. at